When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Yeah, welcome to it. It's our final show for 2022. Uh, no Sats is on holidays. Uh, we also have Badge on holidays. It's just me and the hardworking Jack, the producer. Jack, first of all, thanks for all your efforts in 2022. Oh, I'm looking forward to 2023. Well, you're only here for like a month and then you bugger off to Ireland. Yeah, but it's going to be a good month. Well, is it? You say this. Getting ready for the Actually, two months. Uh, six weeks. Yeah, getting ready for the footy season. I'm getting pumped. You're not even here for the football season. Yeah, but we'll chat to all the coaches before it. Will we? We got Justin Holbrook on first week. Ah, there you go. Right yeah. So, uh, look, today, what we're going to do is play some of the better parts of 2022, including a two-parter that Gary Belcher had with Gary Jack. One of the best chats I've heard these two were roommates on Kangaroo Tours and some cruel stuff went down. I've got to be honest. Uh, that in a moment. Joel and Fletch, the best of bits from 2022. I think I feature in this once, maybe a couple of times. Uh, we'll have that. I love talking to the boys every Monday. And of course, I've got a Racing Queensland update for you as well. But let's kick it off that wonderful chat with Gary Belcher and Gary Jack. Done. Strong game. Back inside the Dowling. Good run. Looks for support, gets it to Sterling. Sterling swivels and gets it to Jack. Jack will go in for a try. It's a rocker. It's a beauty. It's a gasser. <laughs> it's a gasser. It's a gasser. I don't know how the hell he scored that. It should have been someone else playing fullback. All right, there. Hold, no. don't start. I've Outstanding. Been, I, I've been listening to you two have a discussion off the air whilst waiting to do this interview. You're already into each other. In fact... You're both fighting over who's tighter, you know. Like, <laughs> and I, I, I don't know Gary Jack for uh, at all, but Badge. I know sometimes you can be a bit tight. He is an amazing rugby league player, this bloke. And I said to you in Sats a couple of weeks ago, Badge, if you could interview anyone before the end of the year, you throw up this bloke's name straight, straight away. Straight up, yeah. Haven't never done a, a, a proper one-on-one with Jimmy Jack, and uh, he's my uh, my second favourite kangaroo to- to- roommate ever. And he's on the line now. How are you, big fella? Uh, g'day, Badge. How are you? And what's, what's your offsider's name, Gaz? I forgot his name again. Boogie. <laughs> Boogie. G'day, g'day, Boogie. It's, it's Boogie. Great to, uh, <laughs> talk, talk. <laughs> it's good to talk to you, mate. And I know we've never done a one-on-one interview, so who knows where this conversation will go, Gaz? Who yeah. knows? Um, no. I've got what my I, finger on the button, what boys. What I do know, when, know I, when I go to sportsman's lunches or just out and about with mates and... Your name comes up. They always go, tell us about Jimmy Jack, that great rivalry you had with him. And, uh, and, and right in the middle of it, we got to, uh, to actually tour together. And back in the day in 86, when uh, fullbacks roomed with fullbacks, it was, uh, it was a good tour, wasn't it, back then? Mm. Mm, yeah, it was, it was a great tour. Um, 86, they had Donnie Ferner and was the, the coach and Wally was the captain. Yes, they put us two together for 10 weeks. <laughs> now, you were a young up-and-comer. 
I think they said, just we'll put you with Jimmy just to say you can learn as much as you oh, can learn to improve no. your own play. I think I'm sure that's what Donnie Fernan was thinking. So anyway, we, we put together, we were together for a long time. We probably didn't speak too much the first two or three weeks. Well, you were always going to bed at seven o'clock, which is ridiculous, <laughs> you know. Just, you, <laughs> you were obviously the newest guy in the team, and. Um, uh, slowly, we become very good mates, and at the, by the end of the tour, Gaz, I think we were we were really good mates. Um, obviously, you went back to, to Canberra, and I went to Balmain. We never sort of got a hold of each other much after that. But by the end of the, t- the time, we really enjoyed each other's company. Yeah, yeah, and, and you just got to make you got to make do, haven't you? It was uh, it's a it is tough when you got a room with someone for a long time. But I just want to go before that. Um, uh, lots of stuff happened in your career before that. I, I sort of just came on the scene with Queensland that year and out out of Brisbane, but. Before that, you came into the Blues. You know, you, you were playing for your first season with the Magpies. Then you went to Balmain and had that magnificent uh, and and uh, storied career with the Balmain Tigers. But you made the Blues in '84. Did you feel like you sort of came out of nowhere? And and of course, you played for Australia that year as well. Yeah, uh, actually, I, I trained really hard '83, '84 because I think Greg Brentnell had retired. He was the Australian fullback end of '83, so there was a position there. I think Colin Scott may have done one test '83, uh, which they had lost. So I really wanted to push hard and see if I could get into that side uh, in '84. At that start of the season, we played a trial. We played against uh, North Sydney, and I broke my ribs. Donnie McKinnon and Steve Mayo fell on top of me. About 38 stone fell on top of me, and they and they cracked my ribs. So I missed right. the first six weeks of the season. So I started off in reserve grade that year um, for the first two games. Uh, and then once I got into first grade, I was lucky that, that I, I got a play, I played well. Uh, Phil Sigsworth was trying to get in the spot as well. And so too, I think Jimmy Swift was another one, another guy there. Marty Gurr was there as well. And um, I was fortunate that, that I got the opportunity to play City. And then from City, I got picked to play for, for New South Wales. And... Um, Yes, so started from there. So that was that was the start of my rep career. Yeah, no doubt at all. And um, it, you, what what a Belmain team to break into. I, from memory, you came in just about the same time as Gary Bridge, the two young blondies. He was your halfback, same. and uh, he was he was a good same player. Time. Yeah, same time. There you go. And and then those, yep, that yep, crew yep. of players coming in around the same time, just around you, maybe a bit before, a bit after Benny Elias and Blocker and and Ciro and and Junior and gee, what a what a team you had. Yeah, well, just on that, Gaz, in 80, 82, when I went to, went to Balmain from West, Gary Bridges' first year, Steve, Benny Elias' first year, Steve Roach's first year. So we all started together there in, in 82. I think 81, the Tigers had come last in the competition, the yeah. Wooden Spooners. Um, so so for that, uh, we all joined there in, in 82 and, and kicked on. I remember we, we played a Panasonic Cup game. It might have been KB Cup there against the, but the Brisbane, the Brisbane side midweek. We played against the King, and uh, Gary Bridge. I think he scored three tries against the King that night, and everyone's going, "Who's this? Who's this Gary Bridge? Who's this Gary Bridge? He's a fantastic player." Um, and uh, that was the sort of start of our career. And he, he was a great player, Gary Bridge. In fact, I'm mm. sure that um, I sort of went on the back of because they got us confused. And everything he did well, they'd be calling Gary Jack when it should have been <laughs> Gary Bridge. Yeah. Somehow. I sort of got through on the back of him, and so I can't thank Gaz enough. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. All right. And then, and of course, Balmain, um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about those grand yeah. finals a bit later on. But a couple of years later, you fought, now, on this back of some amazing success with New South Wales, you won that 85 series. Uh, you won 80, in 86, yeah. you won 3 0. 
Um, and on, yeah. and then you Is went that away. When you and, played, Babs? Did you play then? Well, I came in in '86. Yeah, so only in game yeah. two. So well, I'm not taking any responsibility. Now. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah, we got you later on. Yeah. What was the score in '88 and '89? That'd be six nil. Can't remember. No, I, you, can't I think you let Jonathan remember. Docking have a game at one point, didn't you, mate? But um, no, no, well, I got suspended. So there oh, you, go, you got no. suspended. There you go. <laughs> Let's talk about the Kangaroo Tour because uh, what a hell of a team that was was it, uh, on the back of '82 where they they were invincible. They were called the Invincibles. There was a bit of pressure on the side. Mm. I didn't feel any, and I was actually in the midweek side. And I was, as I tell everyone, I had a, I had a really social tour. Whereas, did you guys feel a bit of pressure on to to make sure you won every game and won every test? Um, not really. We, we knew that what happened in obviously '82, and we obviously. We, was, you know, there was Mal there, Wally was there, Bert was there, Sturlow. So those guys had come through. Gene was there from, from 82. So we just took it you know, and seriously took it week by week. I suppose re- the only time I really felt the pressure was the third test when we played at Central Park and we played the Poms there. And that was a really tight match. You know, they, it, We just, there was a penalty try there that we got, which um, Dale Shearer was awarded a try. Um, it was a, that, I think we, it was come back to... 16 or 15, 14 or something, or 15, 12. It was a really close game. And then for that final 20 minutes, I knew the pressure was on because it could have gone either way. It really could have gone either way. Yeah. We were very fortunate. Um, Royce Simmons tucked up the blind and set up for, for Wally. And then, uh, then I think Wally scored the try, which put us ahead. Um, and even to the death, you know, I think, uh, what's his name, the, the winger there for, uh, for Great Britain, um, Drummond, I think his name was. Yeah. Uh, he, he nearly scored at the death, so it, it really could have gone either way. But but look, we did we did fight hard. Um, a great side, you know. So many Brett Kennedy, Peter Sterling, you know, Wally Lewis, Mal Meninga, uh, yeah, Steve Roach, uh, Roycey, Roycey, just a great great team. I think we all sort of gelled together um, as mates, and that's a good thing about tours. You, you do gel with guys, and I think we did put that. That New South Wales Queensland rivalry it was there certainly in '85 when we when we toured New Zealand it was certainly there in '85 when four Queenslanders got dropped yeah and a whole hell was to play for poor old Terry Fernley after that Queenslanders never got over that but I think he made the right decision no, we're still that dirty. they were going to go there oh, right decision you lost the next <laughs> test you knuckleheads <laughs> without the Queenslanders hey on that '86 that, on the relief yeah. of that winning that last game on tour and the test and wrapping up the series undefeated. Is that is that why you let your hair down and went on a bit of a bender that night? Never asked you this. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that, that's what happened. Yeah, I think, I think we all did. Didn't we? Up no, there. no, um, you in particular it was, did. It was, just a, it was just some relief we'd, that we that we got through. What happened? There was well, there was there was this story that went around from '82 when Mal was a young bloke, and he at the um, the end of the last test, um, and I'd only just we'd only just sort of heard about it at that time that. Mal went on a, a bit of a bender and he and he broke a few things that he shouldn't have and he was just went he just he had a few too many and he went a bit bit uh apo. Mm. Well Jimmy Jack decided to be Mal Meninga at the end oh. of the eighty six test and he just yeah, he was he got drunker than I've ever seen him. What'd you Probably do? Didn't. What did he do? What'd you well, do? Stuff I'm not gonna tell you. Oh right. Um there was no actual there was nothing damaged uh, but um yeah, he just uh <laughs> He went a bit crazy. I just, I, I just crumpled into a, into a heap in my room. Oh, you were cooked the next comatose day. for about six for six hours. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, now conf- yeah. confirm or deny? I do tell a few stories um, at, that you feature in them, Jimmy, and I know your Belmain teammates do as well. And it's a bit, it's a bit to do with you being pretty, um, pretty 
pretty tight with your money. Don't, so don't you admit, do you admit that? I can't believe that. I can't believe you're throwing stones well, that seriously. Well, I mean, well, just, I remember, well you can just. I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'll let you go first. You can confirm or deny these. Then we were having mystery shouts at the bar. <laughs> with Sterlo, Sterlo called them at the Dragonara one afternoon, one night, and it got to your shout yeah. and you disappeared. And then the lifts opened yeah. up and you appeared with the Forex cans that were in our fridge that we, they'd given us at the deny. start of the tour. Deny. Oh, deny. you don't. <laughs> okay. It wasn't, it wasn't the dragon art. It was over in France. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, didn't, you, didn't you tell another uh, story? And you, you, couldn't, you couldn't get a Forex over there. They were all drinking this you know, low and brow, whatever. And I came down with a six-pack and the fellas just thought it was the best <laughs> drink they'd ever had oh, on their no. entire tour. <laughs> All right, that's the truth. Yeah, is, yeah. Is... I, I do recall. I, I do recall. Oh, Terry Lamb was quite tight with money too. And in fact, I, I won thirty-three quid one day off Terry Lamb playing cards, and he wouldn't give me the thirty-three quid. He said, "I'll pay. I'll pay it back to Jimmy. He paid me back a pound a day. Right, a pound <laughs> oh, a day. Good work." So after about thirty days, I had thirty quid in my ashtray next to my bed, and one night, Badge, I don't know what Badge was thinking. He must have got a hit in the head or something. He, he's come home late and. He needed some money, so rather than spend his own money, he takes me thirty quid out of the ashtray. I wake up next morning; it's empty. It's just he says to me, "I'm oh, sorry, Jimmy. I had to borrow some money last night to go out for a drink. I, I took your money." <laughs> well, we didn't have any. Story. We had no credit cards, and we had no and and reception was closed, and there was uh, all we had was travellers' yeah. checks. So I had to borrow some money, but I can't believe you knew thank, exactly thank you, Jimmy. to yeah. the cent. He went bad. Thirty-three Jimmy. pounds yeah. missing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, yeah, do you remember? Yeah. I, I remember. Do you remember on the remember. bus, the bus trip back after that last test, or no, one of those tests, no. when you and I were playing no, cards no. and you owed me like fifteen hundred quid? <laughs> you do. Yes, I do. You do. I do remember that. Yeah. And the story behind it yeah. is that Rowdy Shearer you, was dealing, you, and he was up. Rowdy was cheating and making sure I got the best hands. <laughs> and we both had a few drinks. Jimmy didn't notice, and I just kept, I just kept telling, I've got four aces. I've got a royal flush. It was unbelievable. And yeah. we got home, and, and the boys uh, are going, and we put bus pulled up, and Jimmy's going, one more, double or nothing, and we, we got to go. Uh, and the boys, everyone uh, knew that I, I was, Rowdy was cheating, except for, for Gary Jack. Oh. We went up to our room, yeah, yeah. and his head's down, and he's gone. He said, Badge, I, I, can't, I can't believe it. You know, you're going to make me pay this money back. He said, Donna and I are doing up the kids' room. She's expecting <laughs> And it's, I, don't think we're room, yeah, it. yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to do it. He used kids. Oh, he did. He did. <laughs> Is it? What about the other story? We got to. We got to buy. We got to buy some wallpaper. That's what I have to get some This is off the bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is off the bench NRL. I do remember playing cards, and um, I just kept doubling up and doubling up. I was pretty fearless, and uh, and uh, you, and you, and, and, and I was disappointing you, Badger. I really was because you and me, Rumi, and Rumi's are supposed to look after after each other. You know, make sure that we we, we don't do anything silly. And you had me going for about three days, <laughs> and then Benny Elias comes and says, "Jimmy, they're having you on." Badger's <laughs> cheating. Rowdy was cheating. I said, "He what?" He said he was cheating. I said, "Right, that's it. I'm going to fix up Badge." 
I was going to pull out one of the test matches and give you a run. I said, no, nah, I'm going to play every game. He can wait for another time. He can uh, wait for another time. You wait for a few more years. <laughs> if I'd known you were a future black belt in jiu-jitsu, mate, it would have gone a bit easier on you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hey, now, I wish you'd have gone harder on me. A couple of things, because I, I know you keep yourself fit. And you've done a bit of boxing and, and you're doing jiu-jitsu. But, mate, what, what's the story? How are you now after, what, 18 months ago you had a – had a heart attack and we nearly mm. lost you. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I had a, had a cardiac arrest, guys. A bit different to a heart attack. Um, so, yeah, I had an arrest. I was training and, uh, well, you know, um, I was unconscious. I, I had no heartbeat and I wasn't breathing. Um, so, technically, I'm dead. Um, so, that that happened for about, about 10 minutes. I was there. But luckily, where I had a cardiac arrest, I had people around me. Most people have them with you at home. There's no one else around and there's no one to, to jump in. Because if you do have an arrest, straight away someone's got to perform CPR to at least keep the blood going from, from your heart to your brain for that for that um, yeah, the oxygen that you need to survive for at least to, until the paramedics turn up. And I was lucky that Simon Farnsworth, a great, he was my jiu-jitsu instructor, he was there. He did CPR uh, for 10 minutes. Uh, and I was I was. I was gone. Uh, you know, mm. I was, my eyes had rolled back. I was, I was no good. I was grey. And, um, and if not for Simon, you know, I said I'd be given a second, a second chance at life. Uh, but it made, it made me realise, I didn't realise how dangerous cardiac arrests are. There's about 30,000 arrests every year and, and only about 5% survive. And you go, wow, I, I didn't know that. You know, so, it really, so I became a patron for the Michael Hughes Foundation, which is to raise awareness for cardiac arrests. And to make sure that you know people do their CPR training and they know what to do if someone is in that situation. Like that's thirty thousand families, thirty thousand people have passed mothers, dads, grandparents. That mm. by doing CPR, you can you can you can increase their they can make a full recovery. And I've made a full recovery in that time. I'm back to doing jujitsu now. I'm, I'm training. You know, I'm as normal. But I was just so lucky that I had someone there with me when it happened. Um, so yeah, yeah. That, that's it's a great great it's story, a and I'm, I'm glad to be here. Gary yeah, Jack, result, before you, we, we let you go, it's not often I have two of the greatest uh, fullbacks on the show at the same time. Well, well, Billy Slater wasn't available today, but I've got you two. Gee, what's, the go, what's, the, <laughs> what's the go at the moment, and we talk about this with Badge a lot, what's the go with everyone wanting to be a fullback nowadays? And who is your, who is your favourite fullback today? Hmm. Uh, well, yeah, they want to be they want to be fullbacks because they get all the money now. That's why they want to be fullbacks. You know, I wish they'd fall back in the eighty six, eighty five, but we didn't get the money. The halfbacks got the money back in those days. Not a kid. Um, so, <laughs> who, who Mullins? <laughs> sort of Mullins. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think he did pretty well. He killed him. Um, uh, yeah. So, who's my favourite player? Look, uh, I think Tommy Turbo for me. Um, yeah. Look, Tedesco is a great player. Um, I do sometimes think Tedesco sometimes he gets in the way just a little bit too often. You know, I probably shouldn't say that, but I think he does sometimes. You know, he's a great individual player, um, and uh, he's always yeah, following the ball. Uh, but I, I love watching Turbo when he's fit. You know, and yeah, Latrell is a fullback too. Like he's a he's a fantastic he's a weapon at fullback. Uh, you know, they can all run, but they, they can't all tackle. You know, that, unfortunately, there are a lot of them good with the ball, but you know, they sort of. The defence isn't too good, so I'd like to see them improve. And that Billy Slater was without doubt the, the best fullback I've seen. Um, yeah, you know, pretty not available. Um, and he was a great all-round fullback. Oh, Badge was a Badge was a great all-round player too. You know, don't, don't you know Badge will talk himself up that he was very good. And look, he was very good. Let me tell you, he was. He was an excellent player. 
And I had to be on my game every time I played against him because, you know, he could make you look silly. Yeah. You know, he could make well, you look silly and um, full credit to him. Well, you were hard to make look silly, Jimmy, because you were, I still think, even up there with Billy, like you're probably the best defensive fullback that I've seen and the game's seen. So, mate, that's the big rap I've I could, the biggest rap I could give you. And I have said this before on the record. How does a bloke win the golden boot, as you did? For, in 1987, I think it was for the 86 season, the best player mm. in representative and the best player in the world. How do you win the golden boot and not make the mm. top 100 players? Geez, you must have had your mm. nose out of joint about that. Uh, no, look, guys, you know, it's, it's very political. You know that. You know that. I know that. Um, you rub some people the wrong way and they sort of hold a grudge. But, you know, I did what I did in my career. You know, I had a, a you know, golden boot. I played 29 tests for Australia. I played Origin. I, you know, I outlived anything that I thought I was ever going to do as a player. I, I surpassed that. And I'm just so so fortunate to have had such a wonderful career and met so many great people and played with, you know, you and Dad, you and, you know, Wally Mal, all those Queenslanders and, you know, uh, Brett Kenny and Peter Sterling. It was just wonderful to play with guys of that calibre and, you know, that's just a, a very humbling. Yeah. Very humbling. Yeah, no doubt. Um, geez, we've been talking for that long. I can't believe we are running out of time. But, Jimmy, I, I can't go without touching on a couple of things. And you can keep mm. this as short or as long as you want. Um, 88, mm. 89 grand finals. Can you describe mm. it in a couple of words? Or is it, is it still hurt that you didn't never did win one of those? Because yeah, you, you, yeah. you guys yeah. were – what a team Balmain had. Yeah. Yeah, I knew you were going to lose this one, Badge. I knew it was coming, you know. So I knew it was just a matter of time before you brought it up, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it was It was. It was very, yeah, 80, 89, 88 was great to got there, you know. I think you've got, what, uh, 32 players that play that day on the, on the field to determine the outcome of the game. Sometimes it's just moments in the game, you know, where the luck goes your way. And it, look, certainly, certainly in, in 89, um, you know, we were... Uh, we just didn't underestimate Canberra. Canberra were, were a team on the up, and we we were, we were you know, we, we we played them. We didn't underestimate them. I think we led what twelve two at half time, mm. and um, you know uh, against a six one penalty count by referee Harrigan, we we sort of battled through. Um, and then there were moments in the game that there's that that change the grand oh. final. You know, obviously, there's. There's the one with Stevie Walters and Brucey Maguire. What are you going all for? You were no, there. No, no, I'm, you were I'm saying Marker. you couldn't. You, you were at Mark. No, yeah. it wasn't. But you, you yeah. couldn't have gone any closer. There were so many moments that, no, no, that could, at yeah. crucial times went our way. Yeah, exactly. That, that went your way with, with when Walters was offside. And the one that everyone, no one ever talks about, but it's, it's, there, it's, the, it, it's the penalties that you don't get which really hurt you. And the one that I'm talking about is when... Ricky Stewart ran 20 metres to get to marker when Benny was lining up for a field goal. He was offside. The time blocker played the ball. Ricky was three metres short of marker. And Bill Harrigan just didn't see it. I mean, I don't know. It was a penalty right in front. We go 16-8 up. It doesn't matter if you score at the end because we win the game. But, but Harrigan didn't even rule a penalty. Ricky Stewart was mm. clearly offside for 20 metres. And so it's decisions like that which you go... Like you know, that's the difference. You know, if we have any regrets, look, I probably wish I'd have caught the ball there when when um, uh, they put the ball up and Steve Jackson come through. You know, we sort of maybe put over me, over me, above me head to try and take the ball, but I didn't. I'd, I'd catch it, you know, the, the conventional way how we did back in back in the eighties. Um, you know, if we catch that, it doesn't get extra time. And I did also hear. Now you can probably confirm this, Gaz, that a few years after the eighty nine grand final. They did a check on the cross, the, the height of the crossbar at, yep. down there at uh, Institute of Sport, and it was actually it was off the same measurements as SFS, 
and they said okay, they measured it was four inches higher than what it was supposed to be uh, for the, for for the you're you're down there at Canberra. So 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 in '89 the crossbar was four inches lower, which meant that Benny's drop goal would have went over um, if it had been the right height. See, I'm, I'm nearly in tears listening to this, Jimmy. I tell you what, you're just so. I have heard that, but <laughs> sorry, you, mate. Can if you confirm I, or deny? Honestly, if I oh, can I, you confirm I, or deny, I've heard the same thing. Uh, I'll but take, I'll take I think it's bullshit. Yes. I'll take that as a yes. Hey, um, I think I think it's a yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, you, you got everything else about your career that's um, that, that went right for you. And I know, and I'm, I'm good mates with your, your other friends, Blocker and Ciro, and it, it bloody hurts. I mean, Benny, yeah, as well. Um, hey, now you, well, you're saying you've, got, you've seen a great photo on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, um, wonderful photo of yourself, Blocker, and Olsen Filipina um, when he passed away. You, there's an old image of the the three of you blokes with your kids. Uh, in Balmain jerseys when they'd mm. made, I think it was the SG uh, teams back SG then. Ball. Yeah. Yes. Was that's he? Right. Yes, was, I've seen that photograph. Yes. Right. It was a beautiful yes, photo. Uh, was yeah, he? Was it was. Uh, they were 18, yes, at that Leichhardt Oval. Yeah. And was, also in the picture was was Gary Webster's young fella. Gary Webster passed away about 15 years ago, and his boy was in the same team. Oh, wow. As, as Olsen, yeah. Yeah, it was very sad when Olsen was at Olsen's funeral and. Um, Geez, you know, that's just unbelievable. He's, he's what, 60, 63, 64, had kidney troubles. Mm. Um, and then you go into his funeral and you go, bloody hell, you just don't realise uh, nice how precious bloke. life is. And hell of a nice bloke, yeah. Mm. Yeah, hell of a nice bloke. And what, geez, he could play. He could he could really play. You know, he was uh, unbeatable there in, in 85 for the Kiwis. Yeah. Um, I said yeah. We, were, we were lucky to win there 80, in 86 and 85. But uh, what a great player. One thing I learned from touring, you know, and, and rooming with the likes of yourself and other blokes and, and other tours and being in rep teams, we're all much the same. We're all just, uh, you know, blokes with a bit of a different background, but all doing our best out there. And, um, you know, I've got to say, it, we had a good rivalry, a great rivalry, Jimmy. And But a lot of people think we'd be uh, we'd be enemies for sure. But, yeah, we, we did. We became great mates on that tour. And as I said yeah. to you, off the yeah. air, yeah. hopefully I can catch up with you in the near future, mate. Uh, me too, guess. And I remember, look, the, the greatest thing that you ever did for me was uh, when I started the tour, I didn't use gel. But by the end of the tour, I was using your gel all the time. And <laughs> it was fantastic. That, you know, it, yeah. just, it was just great to put your gel through my hair every night when I went out. But, uh, but now I still use gel now, thanks to you, guys. Well, you said you, you loved gel. You loved it, but it was just a little bit too expensive for you. So <laughs> you had to duck into more. <laughs> Good on you, Jimmy Jack. Great talking to you, mate. <laughs> Good on you, guys. It's a pleasure talking to you too, mate. All the best. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Playing you some of the best bits from 2022. And I've got to tell you, uh, one of our favourite things on the show has been our every chat, every Monday with Joel and Fletch from The Run Home. Uh, here's a little compilation of what's happened. So no articles this week. Uh, we're going straight to the audio. Sugar asked me what did I think of the French resting a few players. Well, Woogie had his take on it, and he came up with this beauty. I'm not eating French onion dip, dip this weekend. <laughs> Sorry, 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 sorry. Play that again, please, uh, Marco. I'm not eating French onion dip dip this weekend. <laughs> one more, please, Marco. One more. Yeah. 
I'm not eating French onion dick dip. <laughs> so I can understand why you wouldn't do that. But so funny. Woogie. Woogie, you better come. Freudian oh. slip, I think. Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, I was just getting carried away. The the dogs, the greyhounds. Because he wanted to protest. He wanted to yeah, protest yeah. everything French. Yeah. I mean, everything French. I said no yeah. croissants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so funny. So you were you Woogie, you were upset. You were upset. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> I just French onion. It's a French onion dip. That's pretty smooth. Straight to the delicacy. Hang on, he's he's leaving now. See you, Henri. Oh no! So was he, (laughs) Woogie? Were you upset because? You knew that we needed, <laughs> we needed to win against Emma. Is that what you? Were, that's what you were upset about. I, re- I, I thought the French had done everything to to knock us out of the World uh, Cup. Yeah, yeah. That's that was my. That was your take on it. Yeah. And what is? Have you done anything else? Have you? Have you given up French kissing this week? Jeez, I can't remember the last time Mrs. and I kissed. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. that one's gone. What else? I did. I gave up croissants this weekend. Good. And watching any Gerard Zipper do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've stopped watching SBS yeah. movies. Yeah. What about your favourite? <laughs> Fill over fish. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's French. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Oh, okay. so good. I knew that would come back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to blame Jack. Jack's the one that got that audio. He's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Now, we like Jack. Yeah, we love Jack. Mm. Well done, oh, Jackie boy. Geez. What else, boys? What else have you hey, got Hey, what do you us? make of the... Um, so, Thai Temple left without any monks after they all failed drug tests. Four no. monks, including the the uh, the head of the monastery, yep. were forced to leave the manhood... Or the monkhood, sorry. Not <laughs> Hang on. What is it with you two? After the urine, the urine test showed evidence of illegal drugs. Yeah, on the it meth. reported to be meth. Yeah. yeah. The monks what? on the meth. Monks What's going on, on meth. up in those temples? It's not man of match anymore. Monks mm. on meth. Well, this yeah. is what happened on a current affair when my favourite monk was caught at Sexyland. Remember, <laughs> Sexyland was like an adult <laughs> sex shop. Yeah. My, my yeah, favourite yeah. two episodes: Kamal, yeah, and Sexy Monk. Is that right? That's what it was called. Current oh. affair. But I think, yeah. So maybe they've just realised that the monks, because you know, you can't talk, mm. and you've got to just go into this hectic meditation. They're probably just yep. thinking, well, "We've done all this. Let's." Let's go and get out and get on the gravel. <laughs> Just all ripped off their heads. Yeah, by the sounds mm. of it. If you've ever misread a situation and gone in for the kiss, badge, I have. You shouldn't have. I have. Yeah. I, I was hosting a West Tigers um, uh, dinner one day, <laughs> and Marie Sheens was there. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> Mate, well, Sats, you'll know this. They can drag he a crowd. He doesn't kiss on his first day. <laughs> they can drag a crowd, those Tigers. There'd be 1,200 people at La Montage, right? La Montage, yeah. La Montage. They can drag a crowd, Tigers, I will say that. And Marina Go, the then chairwoman of the, of the West Tigers. Oh, you didn't, she's, go, you didn't int- go there, did you? Well, she's, I've introduced Marina and I've introduced her to the stage. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm well down the pitch with a kiss on the cheek, right? I'm, I'm like in front of the 1,200 people. I'm, I'm perched my lips and I'm going right in to which point, and there's, I'm getting run out if I turn back. So she's just plopped the hands, couldn't be straighter. Oh. Bang. Oh. Very clear in a handshake. 
Yeah. Did anyone pick it air. up? Did anyone pick up from the crowd? Well, I, it was that obvious. I had to address the team and say, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is what's just happened. I've gone in for the, back. the Gregory Peck, and Marina's clearly made it, you know, very, very uh, <laughs> clear that we are handshaking only. Yeah. So I have been was this, caught. Was this around COVID times? No, before COVID. Oh, mm. No excuse. But, but we need a rule on this. Albo needs to come and set the rules because all these people are running out there, whether to overbear, underbear, underhug, whatever the case may be. We don't know what to bloody do, Brian. Well, you should read the room in the sense you never. Do you know this woman? What about okay? What about Have you it? met this woman before? Marina, uh, Marina, go. Uh, lose, uh, no. I don't know her so well. That's a no. That's a handshake. It's a no. Handshake. Okay. What about this scenario then? Right. So, so you go somewhere, and this happened on the weekend, and there'll be two ladies there. Right? Yeah. And you know one very well and you don't know the other one so well. Do you go in for the kiss of one of them and you just no. do the hide of the other no, one? No, no, you've got to keep no. it all sweet. Package deal. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I did it to our kiss boss Sam. Kiss to the friend, handshake to the You did unknown. it to our boss. I did it to our boss Sam. She wanted to hug and I went, <laughs> I kissed her. Oh, oh, that was like, oh, like, don't bag alert. Don't bag alert. you not lying. Can I give you this scenario? <laughs> yeah. What about, I, I grew up, when we grew up with, you know, lots of friends, we've still got good friends. We actually used to, guys and girls, you'd meet, you'd see, and you'd kiss on the lips. We, oh. we don't do it anymore. But there's still a few lips kisses left, a couple of I've got girls one. that I know. Bold so things. how do you get around it? Because you, <laughs> you go to kiss them on the cheek and then they just kiss your keep, friends on the they lips. keep lining up yep. and they go wham straight on the lips. Yeah, I've been it's, And it's a bit weird now. Can we focus in on that a little bit longer? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It, no, but it was just the done thing. Yeah, mate, Badge. Have you been finding that these ladies have been kissing mm-hmm. you since the mow was off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Good point you make, Brian. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it could be time for this. <laughs> now, I get a lot of people asking me in the street and on social media, is the Wearers but Queensland articles fair income? Yeah. And I say, look, to be brutally honest, sometimes <laughs> I might fudge the yeah. suburb. No. This this today yeah. is definitely not fudge. This right. is a hundred percent. Another one, Gibbo. Is this an endura pilly? Tuggin, Toowoomba. It might be the second one. Okay, here we go. A mum says she was disgusted to walk in on a wild teen orgy while mm. shopping at a Westfield shopping centre. Ashton Groen said she was at Westfield North Lakes in Brisbane on Sunday at around 1.30pm when she stumbled across a group of teenagers engaging in group sex in a parent's room. She was with her two-year-old daughter at the time. I walked in on what can only be described as some weird orgy. Four teenagers having sex on the bench near the microwave and then they moved into one of the breastfeeding cubicles. Miss Groan said the teens were making a great deal of noise and swearing, and there was a lot of sweat. I didn't feel com- I didn't feel comfortable saying anything to them, as there were four of them, and only me and my daughter. I threw my daughter half dressed and the contents of my change bag into our trolley and left. I honestly will never be using that parents' room without someone else with me. She reportedly she reported to the staff, but they were indifferent about the orgy and giggled when she reported it. So this is legit. What goes on in Queensland, you filthy animals? Now, let's change tack, boys. Yeah, uh, tack get, change. Get, get this into you, you two Queenslanders. <laughs> Scientists say they've discovered the ideal hangover cure. Hello. Get this into you. Apparently, and I'm going to come up with a drink. Yep. This is, this is my future out of here. Apparently, <laughs> the real choice for a sore head is a special drink made from coconut water, lime, and pear. Mm. And you've got to follow that with a meal 
oh, a small meal of cheese, tomatoes, and cucumber. Oh, yeah. don't See, let the cheese. Yeah, so that, that's all. This, this vital research was performed by a team at the Institute of Chemical Technology in Mumbai, India, back in 2019. A team uh, led by Dr. Shraddha found a combination of food and drink gives you a good chance of lessening your hangover quickly. What it does, it gets into your, your liver. Mm. And perform, ah. yeah. So the consumption of it, coffee, no good. He says, hey, one, Fletch, sorry. I love the coffee. I oh, know you, sorry, you, lo- you love going overseas in Indonesia. Do you mm. do the coconut water? Yeah, I love it. It's How good cold, the cold coconut yeah, water. Yeah, it's got to be good. Can you have it's heaps steady. of it or does it just get a little bit too rich for you over time? No, just one have day. it. Yeah, one day. Yeah. And you know what? That makes sense because Jimmy Smith's got the coconut water. Yeah. And every time I, I listen to him, yeah, I feel better. Yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The last time I saw Sats, we're at the famous venue, which is uh, Ackle Stadium. The Dylan yeah. Edwards tackle happens right in front of him. By the end of the game, journos are banging on the door, wanting to come in and interview Sats. And at that point, mm. you realise how big a deal it was. But Sats, during the game, and we were sort of commentating this particular event at the southern end. Meanwhile, the game's on at the northern end. This player, this person comes onto the field. Oh, yeah. And, and mate, I'm overseas and I learned that it's Mark McClendon. I know. And I, th- I was a little bit disappointed in Mark McClendon because he was a very hard player to tackle, but the security caught him quite easily that mm. night. I thought he might have had some um, <laughs> some skills soon. But what about the bike the bike lock around his neck? And he was hoping to Change basically lock it now, into the Now, are we uh, sure? And now, you, you were commentators as well. They were very hard to tell apart. Are we sure it wasn't Andrew McFadden? Because sometimes... Were, Mac attack. You know, they were the Supermax. Imagine if they both went on. <laughs> He lives up in Mullumbimby or something now, I think, Yeah, I he? think he's... Mark um, Sats, can you just imagine the story? Oh. Had he uh, had he been successful in putting himself to the post, <laughs> Chaining the game has to stop, no, cameras just play zoom on, in. Play on. And they go, that's bloody Mark McClendon. Could you... Imagine we just played on. <laughs> 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 so Cleary moves in, McClendon tied to the bottom of the post. Yeah. <laughs> he just becomes the, the upright pad. Could yeah. you imagine put that, the pad though? Over yeah. him. Just put the pad yeah. over him. But how, how close <laughs> was it to being a massive story? Oh. It, that didn't come out till heaps later. No, but he had it around his neck. Yeah. You'd need a lot of time to be able to undo it and then connect yourself around it. Yep. And then... If Has he come in and made a mistake about it? Trouble then. Yeah, he came in and said, he goes, I had a bike chain around him, a uh, bike lock around my neck. My mm. goal was to rip the pad off, which he ripped the pad off. Yeah. Because he needed the bare post because it, the <laughs> chain wasn't big enough. <laughs> it's so bizarre. But oh, it, it's so bizarre. <laughs> I just love that, though. But he's hey, gone to the football. We're all going there to watch this dynasty, which could be the Penrith Panthers. And, and he knows himself. He has gone there, probably purchased his tickets at the southern end to get that position yeah. to do this. And he had boots on, too. He had footy boots <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Hey, right. now, if, if any of your teammates, both of your former teammates, at wherever you played, if there was one player that you would think, it wouldn't surprise you if you're watching the footy one day and they've done a, they've a pitch invader. Who would it be? Nathan, oh. Nathan Wood, but not for that, not for any political reasons. Just because, yeah. he, he just does best. it. Yeah. <laughs> just to annoy people. He's the best. He's the uh, world's best. What about you, Sean? Uh, good afternoon to you, Has Sailor. <laughs> <laughs> really, Has oh, Sailor. Oh, if someone dared him, I reckon he would for sure. What uh, are, mine's Chris Spider Hicks. Remember Hicksy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Hicksy. Every day of the week, Hicksy Fair would. Yeah. Yep. Wow. What, for political reasons or just... No, uh, no, no, just get him full as a boot and just yeah. say, you won't do it. And he would, yeah. 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 We've all got that, mate, haven't we? <laughs> we've all got that, mate. We've all got a tight ass. We've all got, we've all got the same mates, I reckon. The mate, same. Nathan Wood, Nathan Wood, every club he has gone to, you speak to every player from those clubs and go, 
biggest pain in the ass, biggest practical joker. Every one of them has a Nathan Wood story. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've told you this story, but I probably have because I've, I've repeat a lot of stuff. You, you know when he hid in... Well, the Clearies. Yeah, and, yeah. And Nathan literally yeah. had to go and get counselling. <laughs> Did he, he fall asleep? No, and that was just hiding in the in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> he broke into the Clearies house in New Zealand, yeah. climbed into the, the uh, walk-in wardrobe, waiting for Ivan or Beck to open it. He'd come out with a mask on his scare. Nathan, as a four-year-old, yeah. waddling along, heard some ruckus, open the door, and Woodsy jumped out, yeah. ah, and a pair of boats for smugglers and a mask. And Nathan ran off. Uh, yeah. Oh, so yes. good. Oh, that That's so good. good. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How are you? Going good. Going. Hey, Sats. Yeah. Uh, Woogie, how are you? Uh, Sats, I missed you with the uh, old boys, Rooster's old boys. Yeah, I know. I just couldn't get there. I had to... I did, um, I think I had to pull my own fingernails out. <laughs> instead of being what? There. Hang on. Um, How many games did you play for the Chooks? Uh, two, I think. Yeah, mate. We'd take yeah. you. Outstanding two games it was. I'll tell you who was there, the great uh, Terry Regan. And he was talking about, you know, the, you know, the oh, infamous yeah. uh, drink driving. Yeah. And yeah. So for Throwing our listeners, I'll yeah. give you a quick one. So him and Sam Bacow were drinking and... What a duo. And they were driving <laughs> in the middle of... Uh, I think they were heading to Woden. Ooh. And they're driving along and they see a booze bus up front. Now, this is in the 80s. Yeah. A bit looser times. And so Sam goes, turn down here, turn down the corner. <laughs> so Riggs turns down the corner. And they ha- happened just to have a mower on the back of their car, yeah. at the back of the ute. And so they just pulled over... And they saw a, a lawn that needed cutting. So they jump out and they just start because they saw the patrol car come down yeah. after them. Patrol car saw them do a shifty left, so they, they were wondering what they were doing. And there they are, Riggs and Sam Bacchio, just mowing the lawn. And out the bloke of the house comes out and goes, what are you doing? And um, Terry Ring goes, oh, there's coppers down the end there. And uh, we just thought, you know, we've been drinking, so we just thought we just, we're going to... Do your lawn, and he was actually the detective sergeant, and he, and he goes, and he goes, well, while you're at it, go out the back and do the back. So they, he did the back, but then he was telling me the story that they were mowing, and the grass was so high that Sammy Backer was just getting into it, and the owner of the house didn't tell him, but there was a pool, a, a little um, pond, fish pond, and they were all like um, those carp. In there. Oh, yeah. And Sammy Bacco was hitting it. What's this? What's this? Kept, kept the brick. Anyway, all of a sudden, clears it, and it's just all chopped up. Carp oh, going no. everywhere. No. <laughs> no. Oh, I no. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this summer. Yeah, it certainly is. I'm getting pretty excited about the Magic Millions Carnival that's uh, coming up. I was looking at some stuff on it today, Jack. $11.75 million in prize money on the day. Wow. And extra money for female trainers and jockeys as bonuses. It's just, it's an incredible amount of money for a Gold Coast race meeting. It's such a spectacle. Oh, it's the barrier draw on the on the on the on beach. The beach. Oh, it's How good's that? Yeah. Oh, actually, I'll be there with Patton Hills. That'll be good. Hey, uh, Robbie Fraud has pulled the pin on his distinguished riding career after getting the shock news he needs a life-saving triple heart bypass. The former South African jockey who has ridden Group One winners all around the world, but has called Queensland home since two, 2014, will go under the surgeon's knife for a major 
heart procedure next week. Best of luck to you, Robbie. Now, racing uh, over the weekend uh, at Ipswich. Racing over the weekend. Saturday, uh, New Year's Eve, Doombin, followed by the King of the Mountain in Toowoomba. The first time this has been raced. So good. I hope a female horse wins. And they have to call it the Queen of the Mountain. Well. I have to. Should. Aquas Bow Desert and Taroom are racing as well New Year's Eve. And then Sunday, New Year's Day, the sunny sunny coast. Which would be, I hope that's a late meeting. Yeah, you'd imagine so. But you know what people get up early no. after a big new actually big New Year's Day. I was talking to Chris Nelson, who's on holidays at the moment. We're having a chat today, and I said, Thank God for those nine o'clock fireworks, because it's it's for young kids and old farts like us. So I can go to bed. At nine o'clock, I can't stick around till midnight. That's for twenty-year-olds. Well, you got to back it up the next day and get to the races, so yeah, you should get down early. That's right, Jack. Yeah, good. Thank you for that advice. The Queensland Summer Racing Carnival takes centre stage once again this week. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. This is Sports Day for the seven-seat Kia Sorento large SUV.